You're listening to Rise and Shine, broad chats with real women in small business. We explore the wisdom, stumbles, and wins of females who are carving out their own path in the free fall of business ownership. I'm your host, Rachel Green, SEO copywriter and founder of Shine Copy. Let's do it. Anxiety is not a dirty word. It's something so many of us battle with, and I know it well. And that's why I'm handing the mic over to Lou Fitz from The Anxiety Project. She battled with anxiety for 20 years, trying all the traditional forms of support before she set up her business to help others unpick their anxiety. Hello, Lou. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I know. So good to have you. So I want to hear your story. What brought you to be the incredible firecracker of an anxiety and confidence coach that you are today? Well, um, what brought me to be here is overcoming my anxiety, which I thought I would never, ever, ever be able to say in my life. Um, I, yeah, as you said, I battled with it for so long. It was like a part of me. It was, it was in my head. It was like who I was. And after doing all the traditional you know, therapies, modalities, you know, the, following the system, ticking the boxes, you know, getting the medication, seeing a therapist for nine years, they're trying mindfulness, doing all the things that you think you should do to, you know, heal yourself, to free yourself, whatever you want to call it. I, I wasn't getting there and it, it was worse. It actually made me feel crazier and more fucked up because I'm like, I'm doing all the things. Why aren't I feeling better? Why, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, and I think when you struggle with anxiety or you've struggled with depression before, the, the self-doubt, like I call it like anxiety and anxiety's mate. So if you've got anxiety, you've got like all these mates. You've got comparisonitis, you've got self-doubt, you've got perfectionism, you've got people-pleasing, you've got... It's like all his mates. I could I could list a shitload of them, and you know that it's. I was I didn't think great things about myself. You know, I'm like, why am I like this? Why can't I just not give any fucks? Why can't I go with the flow? You know, the why, why, why? And when I was doing the right things, uh, nothing was helping me. Like it was like band aids. And I got to this point where I would be going to my psychologist. And I just want to note that I'm a huge, huge advocate for uh, different modalities of therapy because I believe that each and every one of us are at different points in our you know, mental health healing journey. And those things all play a spot in, in that journey. But I was going to my psychologist. It had been over nine years and I found that I was trying to find something shit going on so that I could talk about it. So I'm like, I've got an hour, right, you know, what are we going to talk about? I have to like, have I done my exercises or have I done, you know, what am I, you know. And it was like, it actually kind of gave me more anxiety because of, you know, of the perfectionism. I've got to like tick the boxes. I've got to do the things. Um, and I was finding I was getting actually no value out of the sessions, paying all this money. I'd, I'd feel a little bit lighter from having a good vent, but it was just like this round in circles thing. And I had my first bub and it was probably, it was probably about seven months, seven, seven to 10 months. I can't really remember. And I was, it was, my anxiety was so bad after having kids. And I think this is quite common. Um, 
you know, it was, it was like I, I looked at my life and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just, ah, I'm just churning. I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to do the mum things, trying to be this stay-at-home mum and, you know, and, and pretend I'm enjoying it. But, I, like, it was just really hard and boring and, and just I was like, what, who, who am I? And it kind of spiralled me down into this point of, like, I, I got so determined and I got so sick of the Band-Aids that I was like, I'm going to find what is stopping me. Now, I felt like there's this thing that's stopping me from being myself, whatever that looked like, from sticking up for myself, for backing myself for being proud of myself for all the things there was something that was like kind of like pulling me in like no you can't say that and that was obviously anxiety and these mates but I'm like I want to find what that is and where it came from and I unknowingly took myself down this path of like the deepest most honest self-discovery journey like that you can ever imagine and I found the root cause of my anxiety. My whole life made sense. And I came out of this like realization. It was, it was, it kind of felt like an epiphany. And at that time I'm like, I don't believe in this shit. Like, oh my God, I, I was kind of like weirded out about it. And I was just like, holy shit, how do I, how do I share this? How do I share this with the world? How I need to, because from that moment, because my life made sense, I understood why my anxiety is there, why my people pleasing, all of it, like the deep stuff, the deeper why. I knew it. There was an out. There was no more looking. I started to build, like, have this inner confidence that was just like I was being me. I knew who I was, so I could be me. But I knew how bad and how suffocating and how debilitating and how exhausting anxiety was so i'd been in this shit storm for my whole life up until i was 32 anxious like numb like oh, it was just horrendous like anyone that has anxiety you know like it's like it was it's so shit and then i'm out this other side every day being reminded about how much anxiety ruled my life and how bad it was and so each day it's kind of like it motivates me more and more to support other people but what I realized this is obviously a very long answer but I hope it supports you um everyone um you know my thing was like you can do it like you can do it without the traditional therapies you can do it without you know it, it just made sense and I wanted to share this lived experience approach because there's nothing out there and when you think about when you struggle with a mental illness, the hardest thing is how lonely you feel in the shit in your head. The shit in your head. You feel like you're the only one that's pezzing out about, you know, the cushions on your couch and if they're in the right colour order or, you know, if you've got enough, you know, you know, snacks in case someone pops over or if the toilet paper is, you know, empty, like someone can't wipe their ass if they pop over. You know, the anxiety just like you feel like you're the only crazy person that thinks and worries about these tiny little things every day that consume you, that actually take you away from living. And what I missed through all the modalities was someone to talk to that got it. 
that heard me, that held me, that I, I wanted someone that was out the other side, like was really out the other side that could hear me, that could help me feel less crazy. And there was nothing like it. There is nothing like it because it comes down to that vulnerability, you know, vulnerability and sharing the crazy shit, you know, and but that brings and breeds deep authentic connection. And that's what I've learned through starting to share my story and share this journey and, and be so open because you know, before I'd be like, oh my God, Lou, how embarrassing. I can't believe you're talking about that. But now I'm like, I'm going to talk about this because I know there's millions of other people that are thinking that and they think they're shit and crazy and fucked up. So if I can share my story and it supports someone else feel less alone like that's I'm that's my job done you know and I I'm letting it evolve because and the old perfectionist Lou had about 18 different plans um but this Lou is just like you know what I trust that what I share will help even one person feel less alone or one person give that person that extra motivation or inspiration to to like right, I need to do the deep work. And a part of this, and people are like, what is the deep work? It's it's about getting honest with yourself. And so if I'm honest, which I'm I'm completely am now because that's where the kind of healing and long-lasting stuff comes, I couldn't get deeply honest with my psychologist for nine years because I was shit scared that she was going to, increase my medication or take me away in a white van or take my kids away or you know and I so like an anxious person going to see a psychologist you I think there's a different way that maybe you know the system or whatever needs to approach that and that I couldn't get deep I couldn't get honest because it's like oh well she might think I'm really crazy And, and in my head I'm like does she even know what it's like to struggle with anxiety? Does she has she had depression before? Like these are the things going through your head, and obviously in that realm, you know, it's they can't disclose any of that, which I fully respect and understand. But at the end of the day, people connect with people. People, you know, in order to build strong, deep authentic beautiful relationships friendships you need to get vulnerable we need to be honest we need to learn who we are why we are the way we are so we can chase what we want and what we don't want what we like what we don't like say yes and no to shit that we want to say yes to and no to, you know what i mean but we we don't we live in these masks and these layers that we don't understand and we can't rip them off and that's where the deep honest work comes into play is learning this is my mask why am I putting it up in this situation this is my you know this is my other mask that I only bring out here or I'm wearing 1800 different masks because I that's who I am that's who I all I know and it's we can't rip them off and keep them off until we learn where did this mask come from Yes, that makes sense. You have to go back into yourself and kind of extract the answer, don't you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. and the, the deep stuff. Because I, I feel like you know, 
people say, you know, what's, what is, um, you know, describe anxiety. You know, what's your definition of anxiety? Like I have, a, I have a lose version because you could look up on the dictionary or Google or Wikipedia, this is anxiety or whatever. For me, what I realised after doing the deep work and, you know, learning what anxiety felt like for me and is and was, was it's like this little person inside, like pulling at all the little, you know, strings and masks when you're in an environment or when you're saying something or thinking something or all of the things it's pulling it and saying this isn't you this isn't you you're not comfortable this isn't like if you think about it you know it's because anxiety is there we don't know who we are so we can't back ourselves we can't be confident in what we're saying and who we're saying yes to in, in environments in what we're doing in our job or in our relationships you know, we don't trust ourselves because we don't know ourselves. We're not confident in our decisions because we don't know where that comes from, where the, you know, what the decisions we want to make are because we don't know who we are. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah, it definitely does. It's home for me. <laughs> so when you had been through this, I guess, epiphany and this extraordinary experience and kind of pulling yourself out of that hole, what was it like to, I guess set up a business like that's pretty vanguard <laughs> to to like it's not medical it's learned experience and it's incredibly empowering for people but yeah tell me about what it was like to set up your business and to yeah. figure out okay this is the branding this is how we package it uh again and this is it it kind of like the old lose cringing at what i'm about to say in you know, is that i I didn't know how and what it looked like or what it was going to be like, but that deep feeling of knowing how crap it is struggling with anxiety to now understanding every single facet of it for myself. It was just like, I, I don't know how or what this is going to look like, but I need to do it. And I let it evolve. And so it, that first year, so this, kind of epiphany the moment of finding that root cause and my literally my whole life made sense all of all of the ups downs good bad shit everything made sense it was yeah 12th of april 2018 11.02 like i remember the moment it was mind-blowing like absolutely mind-blowing and from that moment that following year I, I was like in this, like, holy shit, I need to go back through everything that I wrote, everything that I did and put it in a format that I can guide people through so that they can do it themselves. And this is, this is the thing that was like a really big, like, wow moment. There was, there was a lot of wow moments, like clearly, but <laughs> excuse me. Um, with the, the system and, and the modalities out there, it's a one size fits all. You know, I feel like, you know, you've got the cognitive behavior therapy, you've got the mindfulness, you've got, you know, we need to do some meditation. You slow, like the, it's all kind of like this, everyone can do this, mo, these modalities. That's the boxes you need to tick. But we forget that every single one of us is so different in every single way apart from being a human you know 
we, we've had different experiences, different upbringings, different parents, different personalities, different ages, different genders, like all of the things are so different. And so not one psychologist could probably have done what I had done myself because they wouldn't have made me honest with myself, if that makes sense. So we are the only people that can get that deep, honest answer. And that's scary to say out aloud. It's scary to share. So we don't. But in order to break through those bastard barriers, to break through anxiety, you need to get to the deep stuff. And it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done, harder than childbirth, harder than being a parent, you know, it, because when you get honest with yourself, you have to acknowledge oh, my God, I, I judged about that. I, You know, like that hard, uncomfortable, oh, like I actually felt like that or I don't like that person or, you know, the hard, uncomfortable stuff that we, we mask. And, you know, but when you do this fear of, and because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm really, I'm shit scared of doing the deep work because I'm so scared that what I find I won't like at the moment, I don't like myself. So then what's underneath? What if I don't like that? Then I'm like completely fucked. But the truth is, when you find it, you make sense. When you find it, you can heal it. When you find it, you can see things from this most incredible perspective. And so, uh, this is a very long answer. Once again, clearly a uh, long answer, Lou here. It's cool, I love it, I love it all. <laughs> Um, so this, this process of going back and figuring out what I, what I did so I can deliver it to people. But it's not me telling my clients what to do. It's me giving them the framework and guiding them to dig deep and get the stuff out of their head and put it into this process that I had done to find it out themselves. And this is where the long lasting stuff comes because when you find it yourself, like there's no more looking. When you get to that deep stuff, there's no more searching because you found it and you're the only person that can find it. And so I've found through sharing in a vulnerable storytelling, lived experience manner it helps people see perspective in their own lives. And it's so beautiful and powerful. And it kind of like, it's like it gives them permission to, to go deeper, to find that, to admit whatever, you know, whatever it is, to explore it. But what happens is the fear turns into curiosity. And, it, and it's, and it's fun. It's scary, it's hard, it's emotional, but it's fun because what's happening is you're starting to understand yourself and with that understanding, you're building confidence in yourself. Mm. You know, it's like anything, like a job, you start a job, you get training, you know, you, you get trained in the job and you do it over and over again. You ask questions and you read about it and you understand, I need to do this task because that affects X, Y, and Z. So as you, as you educate yourself on a task, you become more confident in it and then you become the go-to person. Mm. But the thing is, with us as humans, no one teaches us to learn about ourselves. Do they? 
it's so interesting. You know, the world is run by humans. Humans are run by emotions. No one teaches us about emotions and who we are and why we are the way we are. It's, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It is. Wow. Especially with the, I guess, more people know about emotional intelligence and what that means, but it's hard to understand. It's hard to teach. It's hard to live. It's hard to show your children. And I think some of this comes back to that, you know, being in touch with who you really are and how you really feel and digging underneath to figure out why. Yes, the why. And if you think about your anxiety, when, you, when you're anxious in a situation or when you're people-pleasing or, you know, anxiety is snakes, when in those moments, I think the most common thing that people say inside is, oh, why can't I just not do that? Why do I have to do that? Why can't I say no? It's the why. What we say to ourselves, we get so angry and frustrated with ourselves that it's like, why, why can't I just be like that person? Why can't I, you know, but no one here is, is finding the why. When you find the deep why, there's no more looking. Yep. So that when, if that, this situation is triggering your anxiety, when you've learned the deeper why, you have confidence and knowledge to take action about it moving forward. So now I know this is the deeper why. That's based from when I was five years old. I, that does not fucking serve me anymore. You know, but we, we can't move through it through these Band-Aid kind of approaches because that's what it is. It's a Band-Aid. The Band-Aid will eventually fall off and there's the bloody rah again because they, they're not, we're not getting to the root. We're not getting to the deep shit, which is where we need to go. And another thing that I wanted to share was when you struggle with anxiety for so long, I found, and again, this is an honest thing, sometimes it's like, well, anxiety is who I am. So without my anxiety, who am I? So the deeper layer there is the anxiety is I'm the go-to girl that organises all the parties and, I, and, everyone's, and I'm doing this for everyone and I am that person. So if I'm not that person, then who am I? So we, if we're honest, we're kind of scared about what life would be without anxiety because that's all we've known. Mm. And it's all that, like, your partner or the, those close to you, they know you as that person with anxiety. So it's like, well, if I don't have that anymore, will that person still want me? Will I still be liked? Am I still lovable? Yes. I mean, yes. you most likely are because anxiety is making you potentially difficult to deal with or, you know, you have to be managed or, oh, so-and-so won't be good in that situation, so we need to just trip on it on eggshells. Um, so you're most likely going to be even more lovable, but it's that fear again, isn't it? That uncertainty. Yes. yes. And yeah. if you can, you know, what I, you know, invite people to do is when that fear comes, like use the, that kind of energy of fear, that, that, you know, where you spend all that time in fear, spin it around and, and be like, what can I do with this? Can I explore the deeper fear here? So use that drive of fear controlling you. Like, let's let's find out why. Why is it controlling you? Instead of like being in the fear, like I'm just in the fear all the time. It's like, how can we stop it? How can we change it? We as individuals need to take the action. Yeah. And Anxiety so, is pretty much like self-sabotage, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
I want to know, Lou, how does it feel to not have anxiety? I it, It's so funny because, excuse me, there are no words to describe it. It's it's completely live. Like, I'll probably get upset because, man, like, it's just, you can just be, you know, like my dream was to just be, be okay with shit fucking, you know, hitting the fan. Be okay with plans not going wrong. Be okay with not having anything to wear. Be okay with not cooking dinner and not, you know, and maybe not being liked. Like the feeling of not giving a shit about the small stuff and being confident in yourself and trusting that you're a good person. You know, I'm a good friend. I'm a good mom. I'm a good wife. I'm a good person that is always tries and do, does the right thing. But also it's beautiful because it enables me to own my shit too. And and I want to share like, you know, with there's a lot of things that I hated like oh I'm 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 like this is a part of me and I hate it and I'm doing it because I've got anxiety and but what I realized through learning the deeper stuff was so much of my little quirks that I hated which I blamed on anxiety or blamed on perfectionism or blamed on you know one of anxiety's mates <laughs> excuse me was actually who I was these little quirks, like that's me and I'm going to own it and love it and be like, yeah, I'm Lou, that weird one, that blah, blah, blah. I've got a lot of weird shit that I do, but I can now own it and it's so fun and having that inner confidence and knowing that it doesn't matter that not everybody likes you. Like you don't want everyone to like you. That's just hard work. What this is given me more than anything is an ability and and openness to build such strong beautiful authentic deep relationships and friendships and you don't worry you don't need to worry because you trust yourself you know yourself so you can trust yourself you know and I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's no word. Like I have no words and you know, my clients are the same. They're like, Lou, I have no words. I've, I've never been able to have space in my mind. I never thought it was possible because I tried all the things. Yeah. So, yeah. So how do you think we got to be here? Like as a society where it seems like every second person has anxiety or has someone in their life who does. Mm-hmm. Because there's no education around who we are, being who we are. I think there's this, it, it's great that there's more people talking around, about mental health and there's, you know, there's a lot happening around mental health. But I'm, what, what gripes me about this is it's still very surface level and I feel like it's turning into a, like a, a Chanel handbag. Everyone's got to have the Chanel handbag in their business and have the boxes that they've got to tick and forget that, you know, we're dealing with humans here, like like people's lives. And, you know, the biggest pandemic in the world right now is loneliness. So, you know, when you think about 
Yeah, it, people are just fucking lonely because they, they feel like they need to wear these masks and be this type of person to fit in, to be loved, to be liked, to feel like they belong. They, and so we're, we're all, all walking around wearing bloody masks trying to fit into somewhere where we don't even know where we want to fit into. And it's just quite funny. And so you, we need to start breaking the cycle, be those cycle breakers of, and that's not about blame. It's not about blaming our parents, or blaming their parents or blaming generations or blaming society. It's about taking action in the right way. And what I feel is will be the most effective is vulnerability being vulnerable sharing stories like if you think about when someone you know gets vulnerable and shares a story and you think shit man like you got balls or you're brave or you know i get that a lot like lou you're really like brave and i'm like i don't see that i i see it as me giving permission for someone else to look at the hard things in their life in a different perspective look at the hard things the shit things that are happening and use it as like like a stepping stone as a, as a hurdle. And the fact is every single one of us is going to go through hard, challenging things in our life. No, no one can change that. Like we've seen the world, you know, you know, it may be tomorrow, maybe in a month, maybe for a year that we're going through something hard. No one can change that. And I don't think it's right to just keep putting band-aids on. It's about us, you know, building that inner confidence, that inner strength and trusting ourselves by educating ourselves on ourselves. <laughs> now, that's a bit of a mouthful. Um, are you with me? <laughs> yeah. Because when, we, when we, we know ourselves and we look back on all the hardship we've gotten through and we actually dive into celebrating, you know, and looking at, I, I call it like an evidence list of, the hard shit you've been through. When you look about, look at that, and you go like, "Wow!" Like that added to me being more resilient. That added to me standing up for this. That added to me meeting this person or having that opportunity. And you, know, it's the deeper education that we need to focus on. Education around emotions particularly education around vulnerability, you know, and what does it actually mean? And education around us learning who we are, why we are the way we are, which will help us for the future, help us chase the shit we love, you know, help us stop the stuff that, you know, makes us shitty, you know. Like we all have that choice, that ability we all do. It doesn't matter, you know, about how much money you are or where you are and what you've got in your life and who your friends are. If you've got parents, if you don't have parents, like all of that is, is your story. If we can all learn our own story, we can build those stronger relationships with our kids. Like think about the kids, the amount of you know, anxiety in children right now. And when I have clients come to me and they say, oh, my, my child's struggling with anxiety um you do work with children and i i asked them about themselves i said oh you know, can i ask you about you know your your life and what you've learned and they're like oh no it's not me it's 
my kids, um, you know, they need some support. But if you think back to you as a kid, you know, what did you want the most in the world? Like what, what did you want more than anything as a kid? I think to be loved, to know you're safe and secure. Yeah. They're like basic human needs, I think, of everyone. But it's I know, not what came to I my know. mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, you, that's right. Like I, I just wanted to feel like I belonged somewhere. Yeah, I was a part of something. And what happens is we all, all of us, oh, we all get bloody caught up in the cycle. We be, you know, they better have that basketball and be in that part of the team. And, yeah, and this and, and I'm, I'm cooking this dinner because it's got to be like five star for a Tuesday night. And even though my kids are looking at me <laughs> saying, read my book. And I'm like, fuck off. And you yeah, <laughs> don't stare at your three-year-old like that. <laughs> or you do, who cares? <laughs> you know, like we... We get so caught up in this in the churn. And I, I'm I'm saying it because I was. We get so caught up and we forget what is really fucking important right now. What is important? And what it is is that deeper connection with our kids, with our family, with our partners, with our friends. How do we find and nurture that deeper connection? We need to connect with ourselves first because then we can authentically connect with our kids, with our family, with our, you know, the people around us. And, you know, when a child has anxiety, I was an anxious child and, you know, I wanted to feel like I wasn't the only one. And I think that's so many of children out there. And so, and, and, I just need to, you know, um, make a note that like every person has different levels of mental illness and there are different points in their mental health journey. So again, huge advocate for all the different modalities, but the deeper, really simpler stuff, which is hard, is we need to share stories to our kids about our own life so they can connect with us. We need to share stories and the feeling stuff so that they can feel less alone so that they know mummy used to cry when their brother threw a block at them and they understand how they feel mm. you know it's and it's hard work right like it's like oh it's just it's another thing i've got to do is you know take time to talk but if you actually look at what you're doing and what is important? Are we doing, you know, baking 800 cookies for little Sally down the road because we said we would, so then we'd be seen and be accepted into the school group because I bake 800 cookies, even though I don't know you, and I'll get one thank you and then spend my whole night baking these cookies because I need to feel like I belong and I fit in somewhere. Or do we just go buy some cookies from Woolies and put them on a plate and give them and like you've contributed and helped whoever needed the help and spent the time with the kids. Again, we all have a choice for all of this stuff. And it's about us coming back to what we want our life to be and what's important. Mm. And what about men? I think anxiety is common and it's spoken about for females, but what about men? What do you think? Yeah. They experience it well, too, right? 
Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, I feel, I actually just did an episode on this, men and anxiety, and I, I run a mastermind for men. So it's the, sa- the same process. And it, because the process that I took, it, it's, it's not like mental health, mental illness doesn't stereotype, doesn't discriminate. It's not, it is what it is. But I feel, again, like the, the old school kind of stigma is still so strong for the guys. And, and it's really sad really hard and sad and it comes back to this perspective thing and I talk about this a lot vulnerability and perspective you know with awareness in there and when when we've got anxiety the thing is the hard thing to admit is is that even though we think we're we're thinking about everyone else we think about ourselves and that's very like, that's like a in your face, like, fuck Lou, like, thanks for making me feel worse. But it, it's it's the truth. If you stop, like, because we're, we're thinking that, oh, but then if I won't be accepted and they won't like me, you know, we think about this. The only person that we need to focus on learning to love is ourselves. And that That's like a bit like cosmic and like, ooh, but it, it's the truth. We need to focus on that so that we're confident in ourselves in getting, you know, being around the people that we want to be around that light you up, that add value to your life. And so for guys, you know, I think it's it's sad because there is this, it, it's getting better, which is great, but there's this strong stigma around like you're a guy, you have to like provide and, you know, not talk about your feelings and, you know, all this stuff, but you know, that's that's huge. Like women have heaps of shit and guys have heaps of shit. Like we've all got all the same shit, you know, piling up on top of us and swirling around. But there's all these attachment, these labels on people. And your know, perspective will change all of that because if we can stop, and put out, like we say, you know, put yourself in their shoes. No one actually puts himself in their shoes until they've really taken the time to do the deep work on themselves. Then you can put yourself in their shoes. So for guys, there's this, you know, real strong, like, mateship. I've got to be a bloke. I've got to provide. I've got to you know, talk like this and talk like that. And I, I use this kind of terminology called the box. The box. So our parents, a lot of our parents, um, were brought up in the box. The box is, you know, you're a woman. You have babies. You cook. You clean. You shut up. You don't talk about career. You don't make money. You just that's you. You're in the box. Don't get out of the box. The guys are in the box over here. You're a man. You know, you, you got to provide for your family. You got to like, that's all you do. Just provide for your family, and you know, your job's done. You know, and you got to. Yeah, to tell your kids to shut up and harden up and suck it up and whatever. Like, it's still really strong in our society. The box is fucking strong. But the thing is, for guys, there's never that space for them to, to explore what they actually want. You know, and like, like us as for women as well and you know it, it's just it's shit it's really shit for the guys 
um, because there isn't enough of this storytelling. There isn't enough of perspective because with the boxes in the old school kind of world, I guess, which is still quite strong, it, there's no one guiding them out of the boxes. How do they learn? And this comes back to that education and storytelling and because through storytelling, that gives permission to look for people to look at their lives differently, helps them figure out how to get out of the box and know that they have every bloody right to get out of the box. But there's yes. no one guiding them. You know, and that's, it's really, really sad. And that's why, like, I, my uncle struggled with depression for his whole life. And he, he opened up to me about his, his story. And I was the only one he ever opened up to about it. And he passed away. And I, I was just like, I need to support guys not only because it's it's the same as the girls it's you know again it doesn't discriminate but in honor of him because he struggled his whole life feeling worthless feeling like he's a nobody feeling like because he wasn't fitting in with the joneses and got the house and got the kids and got the wife and you know, got you know all the things that he wasn't good enough and we need to start changing that story around what is enough, you know, whoever, like girls, boys, whatever, like what is enough when we're trying to be enough, like that isn't enough. Well, okay, stop. What's enough then? What does that look like? No one would know what to say, yet we're chasing it. And so like for the guys, especially because that box is locked, there's like a few padlocks on there. Like a few people now are starting to, you know, this is, this is, you use this key for that one, but there they are stuck there. So we need to share stories, inspire, motivate, you know, them to be okay with opening up. Like, hey, I'm anxious. I'm not feeling really well. I'm just not dealing with this having to support the family thing. But, you know, women sometimes like, oh, that's not sexy. That's not good enough that's not you know and so there's this kind of competition battle again another uncomfortable honest thing that no one talks about you know this battle of base from old school the world the old school world you know what i'm talking about like yeah that that battle of like well i'm doing this and i'm doing that but you're not doing this and so it's like this battle mm. and we needed to turn that into like team you know yeah how do we do that it's about building the deeper relationships with yourself so that you can communicate to your partner so we can communicate to the guys so the guys can communicate to each other without being like oh fucking hard enough suck it up you're yeah. oh yeah and i so, don't even know if that answered the question but there we go there's another story who no, loves the story that's great, Lou. Uh, before we finish, so if someone listening to this episode is feeling fully seen, what's one thing they can do to start to feel better and more like their real, their real self? One thing that you can do is 
I'm not a I'm not a big tips person. So I, I don't want to be another person to give you another band-aid. Here's another band-aid. So my biggest, boldest only tip is to do the deep work. Even if you're scared, even if you're you're like, oh, that's just uncomfortable. I promise you, doing the deep work, finding those deeper whys, the root of all anxiety and his mate. Even if you're like, oh, I think I know it. Like people are like, oh, I think I know it because like I was bullied at school. My parents spit up or I had this childhood trauma and like we think we know it, we label it, but then why are we still feeling the way we feel? Because what often happens is those things, those challenges that have happened in your life, they're often not the things that are making you who you are. It's what you didn't get emotionally when you were young, learning that deeper stuff. So the one thing is to do the deep work, learn who you are and why you are the way you are, even if it's uncomfortable. Because you can choose to be uncomfortable for your whole life with anxiety controlling it or get uncomfortable for a few months, maybe, you know, and do the deep work so that you can actually fuel yourself. Because this is what happens when you, when you open the bag and you're like, oh, God, that's, I've got to go deep there. When you start getting to the corners, it just, you, you want to find more. You want to go to the other corners because shit just starts making sense. You feel confident. You catch yourself in the moments of like, oh my gosh, I didn't overreact then. Oh, I didn't overanalyze that text message. Oh, I think, oh yes, because I'm starting to trust myself because I know myself. Yeah. No short answers here. <laughs> <laughs> but plenty of wisdom and advice and just insanely ridiculous help. <laughs> um, we better finish, Lou, but I wanted to give you the chance to share about where people can find you. I know you've got a podcast and they can work with you. Just tell us how we can do that, where we can find you. Yes, uh, on Instagram mainly. I run Mastermind twice a year. So one for women, one for men. Uh, you can jump on the wait list for next year. Uh, I've got a podcast called Getting Vulnerable. If you're a website person, jump on the website. So thank you, Rach, for having me and allowing me to talk a lot. <laughs> no worries. Thank you, Lou. Legend. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Head to your podcast player, leave a review and subscribe so we can spread the love to more brave, business-minded women like you. You can find me online at shinecopy.com.au.